Welcome to The Ether. Today is Wednesday, March 30th, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Visit OC's What We Do page using the link in the show notes to take advantage of some of their other educational resources, including weekly meetups to discuss Terra protocols, strategies, and concepts, the Terra Luna Intel report on Telegram, and YouTube explainer videos on Terra concepts. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, it's the Retrograde AMA, hosted by Orbital Command. Let's take a listen. Uh, well, we got a rebel here. So my name is Edwin, and I'm with uh, Orbital Command as well, but I'll just be helping out hosting here and letting people come up uh, with questions if they got any, but rebel will be taking care of uh, most of the questions here today. Not sure. <clears throat> Good evening, all. Um, yeah, it's cold down in London, Grover, but there's no snow. That sounds pretty, pretty grim up north. It tends to be. I don't know why I moved here, to be honest. <laughs> You're from even further north, though, right? Oh, yeah, in the real world, yeah, I should be. I'm, I'm actually going to be moving back up to Edinburgh in Scotland over the next few weeks. Oh, nice. So, yeah, set up my little YouTube studio and see if I can start cranking out some videos. Oh, Edinburgh is beautiful, honestly. It's uh, such a nice city to live in. Yeah, well, yeah, we have a nice couple of months in the summer, but apart from that, yeah, kind of, kind of grey a lot of the time. No, I managed to get sunburnt. <laughs> I managed to get sunburnt in Edinburgh before, so that tells you something about my slightly ginger complexion. But uh, it was an overcast day as well. I don't know how I done it. Well, that yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I suppose you don't really expect that sort of effect up in up in Scotland. So I suppose it's easy to happen if you're out all day. Um, exactly. Were you expecting anyone else from your team, or shall we just kick off just now? Uh, let's let's just kick off, and uh, yes, it will be the Grover Show. Awesome. Well, we spoke a little bit last week, just as we were setting up this space, and you told me a little bit about retrograde. I'm still quite confused as to how it works, so I'm just going to be asking sort of small brain questions. And then if anyone's yeah. kind of getting it, they're, they're welcome to come in with bigger brain stuff. But just on a, sure. is, is that okay with you then, yeah? Oh, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Um, well, yeah, just on a personal level, I sort of first heard of retrograde 
um, when I was listening to some anchor AMAs over the last few weeks. And it kind of surprised, I thought, how can there be so many speakers from this project retrograde that I've never heard of up on an anchor AMA? Like, it's, it's obviously yeah. something really important, otherwise they wouldn't be there. But yeah, I kind of thought I was connected in the space, but maybe not quite as connected as I originally no, thought. So I, no, I mean, the team, the team have kept a really low profile. Um, that's, that's definitely fair to say. So like I, when, I joined the, when I joined them uh, just under two weeks ago, um, I was also in a similar position. I was like, huh, okay, so these guys have been turning up in AMAs. Um, I'm not sure who they are. But uh, I have to say, like, so I, I joined. I joined back then, and I didn't expect sort of. There's this quite a deep roster of uh, of engineers and devs, um, and they've got quite a strong pedigree. Sort of ex Coinbase, Amazon, some of these guys, Olympus DAO. So I was, I was just kind of okay. This is this is obviously quite quite an extensive team. Um, so I, I think that's one thing that I just want to say from the outset, really. These guys seem to be able to ship incredibly quickly and safely, which gives the project a reasonable edge. Um, they've got quite a lot of experience contributing to Terra and Ethereum projects previously. Um, and I think they're incub incubating some other projects as well. So it's, it's, there's quite a lot going on. It's a bit of an iceberg. <laughs> um, and, and just the bit visible up above the water is, is people turning up in anchor AMAs. Right, 100%. Um, so after, after listening into those, I thought I'll do a little bit of research and try and track down this Grover character. I heard an English accent. I thought, okay, might be able to find this guy. And, and we were both sort of orbiters in this group at GT Capital. And I saw that you yeah. sent out a tweet just saying that you just got married. And it, re yeah, yeah. it really kind of piqued my attention when I went and had a look at that tweet because I saw you took your new wife on a honeymoon to Scotland. <laughs> so yeah. I'm wondering, are you able just to sort of introduce yourself a little bit and tell us yeah, why yeah, you maybe went um, to Scotland rather than somewhere maybe more <laughs> yeah, tropical? That's the, biggest that's the biggest question on this call that we want to answer. Um, how, how can someone reasonable take their wife on honeymoon to Scotland? Uh, so uh, yeah, so my, my background is, uh, I guess, so I'm a mechanical engineer by trade, um, but I'll give you my crypto history that's more interesting. I bought my first Ethereum and some Litecoin back in 2017 as a bright-eyed and, and rosy-cheeked Coinba Coinbase account holder. Um, I lost a good bit of cash in 2018, but held on to some ETH. Um, you know, eventually life gets in the way and you stop paying too much attention. So in sort of late 2020, uh, some friends mentioned that crypto was back in business, which it was. Uh, we'd had DeFi summer. So I started to uh, catch up on some of the crazy stuff that had been going on, the innovation. Um, more than just mining useless tokens from your laptop at home. Um, so just spending more and more time on Telegram, as we all do. And that's where I found Lunatics and all these groups. So I've been following Terra very, very closely um, ever since, you know, sort of over a year, actually, sort of January last year. Um, and, yeah, just all the way through May, the May crash. Uh, and now we're up to over $100 per token, which is just incredible. So. Uh, that's that's kind of my history. So I, I managed to um, obviously getting into Luna was a blessing. So uh, around the beginning of this year, I, I left my job and said, right, let's let's try and do something in DeFi. Um, so here we are. Awesome. Thank you for that introduction. Um, so just sort of reading around on some of the retrograde articles, there's a little bit on Medium that I quite liked, and one of your lines is governance is broken today. Can you sort of like expand on this concept for us? Yeah, I mean, so uh, let's cast our minds back to 
um, this time last year. So mirror protocol, we you couldn't even hit quorum on uh, on votes. You couldn't actually get enough people to come in and, and pay attention and want to vote. So I had to start paying <laughs> paying people to. Um, so then, okay, now we've got incentivized governance. People are a little bit more interested, but they're still not that bothered. Um, and then now you've also got instances like this recent anchor proposal where they wanted to play with the AUST and change all the yield rates uh, to have separate tokens and all the rest of it. So you've got mercenary capital coming in and wanting to sort of sabotage votes or, or, or uh, I, I don't know, have, have some sort of ill intent. Um, or maybe they just have a bad proposal that they try and push through. Uh, either way, so they, uh, we want to create a moat. We want to have some kind of a, a way of protecting governance on the, on, the, on the chain without letting mercenary capital come in and just influence things. So um, I think that's kind of like one of the key reasons why. So we, we talked about VX or VE um, Ankh, but we're, I think we're kind of trying to focus on VX Astro around this launch um, and the importance of it. And that's sort of where I start the, the pitch really is making sure everyone understands what X Astro is what VX Astro is and, and why they should care about it. So um, I guess I can sort of run through that. But uh, so Astroport today, users can earn trading fees and vote and governance. So in order to earn those trading fees and vote, your tokens have to be staked. So in return for staking, you get X Astro tokens, just like the SushiSwap model, um, which can be traded. So the next part, so that came out today, which is great. But there's another token or another mechanism coming, which is uh, designed to incentivize long-term use and investment in the Astroport ecosystem. So users can lock their ex-Astro for up to two years and the ability to renew your lockup period anytime, so essentially forever. So you're permanently locked in and in return, you get to multiply your voting power and boost your yield rewards So uh, if you provide liquidity. So that's, that's, you get sort of points on your wallet and, and that's VX-Astro. So this is the opportunity that opens up all of these convex type protocols like retrograde to come in and provide sort of a middleman service. Um, so yeah, it's, it's because of that boost, it's almost certain that the people who hold all this VX Astro will decide the future of Astroport, or at very least, it will make it prohibitively expensive for people to buy enough tokens to swing votes in their favor. Um, so, I mean, we can talk about the magnitude of those boosts, I guess. And like why it's important. Uh, so, like, sure, just, yeah, you can maybe, maybe come on to that. Um, just just thinking about what you were saying there. So it's going to kind of build on top of Astroport when when you launch. Yeah, it, yeah. So the first the first protocol and the one we're focusing on here is integrating with Astroport, and, and essentially the, the the point of retrograde is we accumulate VX Astro in the protocol treasury. And we use that to boost yield and also to incentivize people to stake their Astro uh, or convert their Astro into the yield treasury. Um, so that does a few things. It sort of it builds on and improves the VX tokenomics. Because right now, if you want to get that boost, you have to lock up your tokens for two years uh, or up to two years. Um, and you also need to, well, I, I wouldn't personally want to do that, to be honest, because of risk tolerance. And we also know it's not capital efficient because if you want to get the max boost, the amount of VX Astro you need to obtain becomes expensive and it subtracts from the liquidity you might otherwise be able to de deposit. So 
you can get boosted yield or retrograde without having to buy or lock Astro up yourself. Um, so you, rather than getting sort of the 2.5x max boost, you would get something like 1.7 to 2x boost on your Astro rewards. Um, and that's, that's what it offers for LP providers. Um, I'm, I'm going off on a, on a tangent here, but that's, that's sort of like the one side of it. Um, sure. And the other side is the governance side, but we might move on to that in a minute. Right. It sounds like there's a lot of moving pieces to this. So, so from what you're saying then, we don't have to come along to retrograde with a bunch of Astro. Yeah. I could just come along with Luna, B Luna, LP. Yes. Yeah. And then I can deposit that. Well, it's, I've got it locked in Astroport just now, but say, say it was unlocked from Astroport or I brought in some new LP. I could come along to retrograde, deposit that with you without having any Astro tokens. Yeah. And I'm exactly. somehow going to get boosted yield. Yes. So the, um, the sort of this, the, the way, the way we can break this down, um, it's, it's, it's all kind of follows in a logical sequence to be honest. So, but firstly <laughs> you get, you get your treasury of VX Astro. So let's, let's start at that point. Um, cause we're going to bootstrap a, a reasonable amount of that. I won't say too much about the launch, but there's a, there's a way of bootstrapping some VX Astro. Um, so that provides the boosted yield which then incentivizes people to deposit their LP positions on Astroport. So that gives them boosted yields higher than the vanilla LP staking. So that 1.7 to 2x approximately. Um, so now you've got people depositing their LP positions, which the protocol uses to farm more and more Astro tokens, and that shares the majority with the LP providers. But some of the boosted yield is taken and is used to incentivize more people to deposit their Astro tokens. Um, so what, what, what that means is you, you take your Astro tokens and you can convert them into retro Astro, uh, and you should want to do that because retro Astro will provide a much higher staking yield than regular Astro tokens. So you receive, when, when you stake that retro Astro, which is the derivative token you get, um, you get your regular VX Astro yield, which I'll call the vanilla yield, plus your retro tokens, uh, plus 10% of that boosted um, Astro farming rewards in the, L the LP is are, are, um, are farming. So uh, we'll talk a bit, a bit more about the token later on when we talk about governance. So essentially you've got a good reason to convert your Astro to Retro Astro, which is the higher staking yield. Um, and there's a whole spiel here about how we, how we want to maintain the peg between Astro and Retro Astro. But just to sort of recap overall, because uh, I think I need to say a couple of times, to be honest, is Astro LP providers can provide liquidity via retrograde for boosted yields without any Astro tokens required. And the boosted yield is made possible by people depositing their Astro tokens, again, for a greater yield. So overall, the amount of boost will depend on something called the gauge vote, which is something we'll need to introduce here, which on the governance side of Astro Poor. Um, we'll get into governance. So far, is this making some sense? It's, it's certainly making me quite excited. The idea that <laughs> we, can, we can like make more money. That, that, that's all. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the easy sell for sure. You, yeah, you can, you can turn up and you're going to be guaranteed higher LP staking rewards than if you, if you um, operate just, just going to Astroport yourself. Um, and that's pretty much guaranteed 
to, to get you the best yield. I mean, just like rewinding. So if we look at convex and curve, so this is a very, very similar model to how convex is built on top of curve in Ethereum. Um, and there were other protocols that tried to do something similar to this. So like Yearn Finance, you might have heard of. They built a um, solution which was basically just an auto compounder and they would just farm uh, curve and they would just keep selling it and dumping it. So that's kind of a parasitic model. But this this kind of protocol, which is like the convex model, is more um, synergistic. So rather than just dumping the astro tokens as they get farmed, they then can be staked or restaked or reused within this flywheel. So it's it's more of a, a positive sum um, uh, scenario. So uh, it, it it all makes a lot more sense when you start to look at some of these flywheel diagrams. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's it's a positive sum um, game. Is 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 what I'm trying to get across here. Awesome. Now, as far as those flywheel diagrams are concerned, I, I could have sworn I saw them online somewhere, but then maybe it was just the presentation that you showed me. Are, are they actually available for yeah. people on this call to go and look at? There is a tweet which I can share. Uh, I put a thread out there. Um, but um, it's, it's actually tagged on or pinned on my profile. Let me just share it in the chat if I can find it. Right, I was searching on the retrograde website and searching through Medium, but I couldn't find it, but it was via Twitter that you shared it. Yeah, exactly. If you just hop onto my profile, where is it? Well, not, not to worry about that just now, but basically if anyone's interested on the call, if you go and search for Detective Grover on Twitter, and did you say it was your twi- pinned tweet? Yeah, exactly. Right, and then we can find the the documentation that might make this a little <laughs> bit clearer, or potentially. I mean, I've, I've looked at this flywheel thing a couple of times, and when when you're talking me through it, it kind of makes sense. But when when I've not got you on the line, I think <laughs> what, what is happening here? But <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I mean, um, it there's there's we've just talked about like that that right hand side uh, wheel where you where we're talking about. Uh, incentivizing more LP providers, and then that means that more Astro is farmed, which means that we can provide uh, more rewards to uh, retro Astro stakers. And that's that's kind of the, the right-hand side. So here we go. It's tagged. So if you go down, uh, it's right towards the end. Actually, it's the second to last tweet in that series. So it's um, we're talking about um, boosting APY, basically. Um, and incentivizing people to come and deposit their uh, retro astro, their astro tokens. So um, that's I mean that's the one one side of things. The other side here is the uh, the governance side. So uh, one of the key metrics here is that uh, the more the more astro VX astro that we accrue in the treasury, um, the more voting power is directed by each retro token. So the, the retro token is what holds the governance power of everything that's inside the treasury. Uh, so it becomes more and more cost-effective uh, for DAOs and protocols to bribe uh, retro holders, for example, uh, to, to uh, vote in their interests. So say you're a DAO or a protocol and you want to direct Astroport um, liquidity um, rewards. So rather than coming in and saying, oh, yes, I'm going to provide all of my, my native tokens 
uh, and I'm just going to you know um, provide those to incentivize people to provide liquidity. They'll say, well, I'd rather just get Astroport um, uh, tokens directed to that pool. So at some point, it becomes more cost effective for them to do that. Uh, so you don't need to understand that intricate, <laughs> uh, intimately, but you just need to know that uh, DAOs, protocols, uh, at, there's a sort of a tipping point when suddenly it becomes more cost effective for them to just uh, bribe retro stakers than it, than it is to just incentivize their own pools. So, and that's exactly what happened on Convex. And uh, it works out a, a reasonably nice uh, return for the con convex curve stakers or uh, vote lock convex stakers, I should say. So, so you're saying if I've got a little bit of Luna B Luna and I stake that on retrograde, not only am I going to get boosted yield, I'm then at some stage going to get bribed. Okay, so, so that user, so I should probably break down by user. So, you've got liquidity providers and they deposit their LP tokens via retrograde, and they get boosted yields plus some retro tokens. So those are the first group of people. Uh, the second group of people are the ones who are going to come in with their Astro tokens, and they're going to convert them to retro Astro, and they're going to get uh, paid back all of their typical uh, native yield plus some retro tokens plus 10% of that boosted farm. So they're getting more money. Uh, and then the third person is the the retro token holders and stakers. So they hold the governance power over everything in that treasury. So there's a, three people here. Um, uh, and, oh, and the retro stakers that get paid uh, 5% of the farmed Astro as well. So you can see there's like uh, a little bit of a redirecting of where, where those uh, LP rewards get sent, basically. Um, so... In some in summary, I mean, there's those three players, and then you also have DAOs and protocols who might then be interested in paying retro stakers to vote for their pool, and, and that works out at uh, at the moment you get about two percent every two weeks on the value of your. So this is on convex, you know, so fifty to seventy percent APY on your convex uh, vote locks like um, bribe rewards so i mean who knows what it'll be with retro but that's that's kind of a precedent to look at right so i've got some red so I, if i if i was depositing an lp on retro breed that would earn me some retro tokens yes yeah and then i could take those so that's my yield well part of my yield but then i take those and i can then stake them on retro breed uh yes exactly exactly and that and that's going to earn me, I'm looking at it just now, that's going to earn me retro astral yield. Yes, yep, and you get the voting rights and then, on so, everything. So I'll get the retro, retro astral yield and I'll get this kind of bribe payment. Is that right? Exactly. Uh, well, yeah, depend, depending on who wants to bribe and who might uh, be interested in bribing, basically. So, yeah, we, um, those are kind of the, the, the key participants. So. One one thing that's quite um, important here is that the everything in that treasury is is so that's for the moment it's going to be occurring more and more VX Astro. Um, so the voting power per retro token is going to grow over time, um, and so that represents a growing amount of governance power per per token, basically. Um, so 
that's I mean, I guess I guess just trying to tie everything together. You've got the protocol which incentivizes LPs to deposit, which generates boosted yield for them, plus some retro tokens. So it's a, it's a no-brainer for them in theory. Uh, the the boosted yield, some of that is shared with the retro astro and retro stakers, along with providing a higher return than their like typical LP um, stake or their typical staking. So everybody's getting more money than they otherwise would without using retrograde. That's kind of the takeaway. Um, so then more and more Astro is accrued, which allows for more boosts and more governance power. And that's when protocols and DAOs want to come in to try and, uh, to try and perhaps bribe retro stakers because it becomes more cost-effective for them. So, I mean, that's kind of like the, 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 the TLDR, which is a very long TLDR, but it's, um, that's how it works. So. I suppose yeah. the support to TLDR is it works uh, by improving the VX Astro token model. Right. And just to sort of circle back, hello, um, Retrograde, is that is that Pong or? Hey, hey it's, uh, it's Atari. Thank you Atari. for having us on. Oh, not at all. Thank you for, thank you for being here. Just, I'm just trying to get my small brain around what you're building. I mean, just looking at your slides and listening to you guys talk so passionately about your project, it, it makes me really excited for what you're building. But just just to circle back to what Grover was saying there about all this, essentially making more money than if we were just working with Astroport. This is not, from what, what Grover said, this is not going to be taking anything away from Astroport. It's not. It's in it, for want of a better kind of expression. It's not going to sort of just pillage the anchor. Um, yield reserve on on yeah. Astro Port. Yeah, so it's so, not. Uh, not, not go sorry, so it's not like parasitic in any way on top of Astro Port. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. So um, maybe one way to, um, if we took a step back and kind of high level what had gotten us initially really excited um, about retrograde and specifically why. Uh, Terra and, and Astroport was um, such an important protocol for us to start first with is if you look at how tokens um, are structured and sort of the, the point of holding a token and the, the actual purpose behind a token, uh, it is always very much mirrored that of like a traditional stock. Um, so let's just take like a Tesla stock. Um, a Tesla stock um, for the entirety of history has pretty much given you economic upside in the form of uh, potential sort of future revenues and cash flows of that company or protocol, as well as one vote um, in governance. The same is applied to tokens. Um, but what made Convex such a fascinating dynamic on Ethereum that our team geeks out about a lot is that actually changes the entire paradigm of what a token um, value is structured as um, when you're able to strip and separate the governance piece of a token from the economic upside and value of it. Um, and what happens when you're able to split those two types of benefits is that there will be a certain sort of end demographic of, of token holders that care a lot about the economic upside and the yield, uh, which tends to be more retail people. It's like everyone wants to make more money and uh, holding the same stuff and taking on the same risk. 
And there's another entire group of uh, protocols and DAOs that care a lot more about the governance. The same thing applies to a normal Tesla stock. Um, there will be people who care more about governance and people who care more about yield. Um, when you're able to separate them, you can now give each of those people more of what they care about. The people who care about yield can sell uh, effectively sell their vote in governance in exchange for more yield. And the people who care about governance can only just buy the governance piece, which uh, is kind of the form of like lobbying or, or in this case, bribing. Um, that was one of the most exciting concepts um, that had never really been tried in traditional companies and, and markets. And uh, we sort of have that uh, generational opportunity to really experiment with um, and push the folds of that uh, for protocol governance. And then the question is, okay, why Terra specifically? Um, I think Terra is some of the most important DeFi foundational DeFi protocols, um, not just for the Terra ecosystem, but broadly, um, especially if you look at Astroport and other potential ones that we've spent a lot of time around is, is Anchor. Um, that's what got us really excited. And the cool part is we've already seen a lot of this play out on Ethereum. Um, so we work really closely with the teams over at Redacted. Uh, we talked to Frax a lot um, about how did this all go down on Ethereum? What were all the mistakes that were made? And believe me, there were uh, there were plenty. Um, it's like when Convex first came out, uh, its narrative completely fell on deaf ears. It had launched around April, May timeframe, and, and it really only took until November of last year uh, for that narrative and for people to really just understand exactly what they were doing. Um, so we sort of have the opportunity to really take the things that they messed up on, um, really focus and make sure that we build the mechanism even better um, and even more generalizable than Convex did. Awesome. Yeah, I, I just find the whole thing fascinating. And I think I just need to spend a bit more time with the documents to really get my head around what's going on. If there's anyone in the audience who would like to ask small or big-brained questions to Grover or Atari, you are more than welcome to raise your hand. Um, Grover was mentioning that to begin with, when you launch, you're going to be sort of building on top of Astroport. Is there any sort of indication in which quarter you might be launching? <laughs> Atari? Uh, you're, you're seeing, well, you'll hear about things in weeks time frame when we say uh, soon, we'll, we'll, we move very fast <laughs> when we say very soon tm i mean it's it is it is very soon tm um <laughs> the announcement's coming very 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 soon tm awesome this sounds sounds fascinating um just just while we're waiting to see if anyone in the audience has a question for you oh, we've got a few questions coming in edwin are you hot on these requests or shall i just bring some people up i'm on it you got a question from kc here kc are you oh, there sorry uh bad connection um this is like super interesting but I got a little confused on on uh just how the rewards get split up so I, my understanding is basically there's incremental rewards that come from two places one is um it, largely uh call it astroport related boosties that then get split amongst lps and uh and then re retrograde stakers uh, token holders and then there's this kind of third bucket or second bucket i suppose which is 
bribes. And I'm wondering on the first bucket, can, can you describe kind of what the split of like, you know, if there's a hundred of call it incremental Astro related tokens, how much goes to the LP provider? And then how much goes to um, the, the governance token? Or if I'm not thinking about it right, just kind of set me straight. Yeah, no, that's a good, good question. Um, so of the, um, the boosted Astro farm, which is everything that's being farmed by those LP positions, 10% uh, goes to retro Astro stakers. So those are the people who've converted their Astro into retro Astro. So that's, that's forming part of their sort of enhanced yield. 5% uh, of the farmed Astro gets paid to retro stakers in retro astro and and the reason why that's paid in retro astro so so those astro tokens are then converted and held in the treasury and then we pay the derivative token to retro stakers and then uh i think the majority or all of the, the remainder goes to the liquidity providers if i'm not wrong atari that's right can you repeat? So you said the first ten percent goes to the retro Astro stakers, and the next five yeah. percent go to the retro stakers in retro Astro. I, I'm a little confused on what the difference is. Okay, so um, ten percent being paid in in regular Astro is just without being uh, without being um, converted. So so that's just um, just just paid out in native Astro tokens, but the 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 yield that gets paid to retro stakers, which is the native um, the, the governance token of retrograde, that's converted first from Astro into retro Astro, and then paid out to them. So it's just a, it's just like a technicality, really. So of, yeah. of that bucket, it's like eighty five percent. That makes the, sense. Yeah, yeah. And and just so I'm clear, so the ten percent that's paid in Astro, that's going to retro Astro stakers. And then 5% that's paid in retro Astro is also going to retro Astro stakers? Oh, no, that's, that's going to the, the retro, retrograde token uh, stakers. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of tokens here. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'll just yeah. diagram. But, Perhaps um, the, the, the simplest way to put this for your everyday uh, Astro token holder is you get to keep all of the upside uh, that you otherwise would have gotten if you had yeah. only interacted with Astroport, uh, plus more in the form of bribes, selling your your governance, you know, your governance power associated with the Astro token, um, as well as retro incentives on top of that. So it's it's like it is completely just additive. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a really good point. You don't lose anything. Um, you you are only gaining. Yeah. Um... So, so let's see if I could rephrase it. So, so basically, you, you pay Astro to X Astro, X Astro. Uh, no, actually, you pay Astro to Retro Astro, and then you pay Retro tokens to X Retro holders. That's the five percent. Is is that right? Uh, so five percent goes to Retro stakers, ten percent uh, goes to Retro Astro stakers, and the rest goes to liquidity providers. Yeah. Okay. Super. And then the bribes go to who? Uh, the so the bribes. So the point of the bribes is that they want to influence governance decisions. So the guys holding the governance power is the retro stakers. So the retrograde um, token holders. 
the retro stickers uh, that are getting the five percent also get the bribes. Yep, exactly. Okay, awesome. Thanks, guys. No worries. Thanks. Thanks, thanks Casey. Um, is is retrograde calling it bribes, or is there a term, a preferable term that you like? Uh, that's. I mean, that's. To use? Term. That's sort of come across from similar protocols on Ethereum. Uh, I mean, it is, a, it is a nasty word, but at the same time, you know, when we look at this, I suppose everything, every time you're paid by a protocol, you could say it's a bribe. You know, liquidity providers are being bribed in a way to provide their liquidity. So in the same way, I mean, we could call it, we could call it something nicer, I guess. Um, it's just, all kind of transparent and on chain as well. So, like when you hear the word bribe, yes, you do think underhand, under the table, but it's 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 all transparent and on chain. And in many ways, this is actually a better model because you don't have the over the counter um, kind of mysterious deals. So everyone can kind of see exactly what's happening. So yeah, I mean, we could probably think of a better word for it. <laughs> um, well, in the UK, we often call it a bung. I don't know if that's an American term as well, but that could be quite cool. Um, yeah, anyway, we've got Marty up with a question or comment. Marty, you there? I'm here. Thank you. Um, so just for the historical record, um, the concept of bribes has existed for many, many, many decades. And it, in private equity, it was called a proxy. Uh, I was paid for my proxies in the 90s. Um, like substantial amounts of money as a founder of multiple companies um, by venture capital people who said, Marty, you know, I'll give you $200,000 for your proxy for the next three years. So that historical context did kind of exist and still does to this day. Um, so perpetuity. Can we use the word perpetuity? Um, is there any aspect of retrograde for the user to get in a situation where he pushes a fancy button and his whatever it is is locked in perpetuity? That would be my principal question. Yeah. So, uh, so when you uh, convert your astro into retro astro that's that's a one-way um conversion so that then is locked in the protocol treasury in in perpetuity um if that it's so in the typical situation you would do that you would you'd lock up your astro and then you'd you'd sort of be stuck for those two years uh, instead in this situation you get back that derivative token the retro astro token and you can um you can exchange that back to Astro through a liquidity pool, which we will bootstrap and incentivize. So you can always go back to Astro, but not via the same way that you deposited Astro, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I can, I can chime in as well. Um, so in terms of the, the proxy, proxy stuff, Marty, uh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, the only issue is that isn't as accessible. Um, there are plenty of hoops uh, one needs to go through. Um, so the cool part about what Convex ended up doing is it made it very trivially accessible for any person, regardless of size, regardless of how much CRV or in this case, Astro they held. 
um, which sort of gets back to what Rebel had mentioned previously, which is, is this at all parasitic to Ashaport? Um, Convex was most likely the single best thing to ever happen to Curve. Um, reason, main reason being is it magnified uh, by multiples the amount of people and s- stakeholders that could actually get involved and honestly care about Curve. The way that Curve works is it tends to be very whale heavy um, because if you have millions and millions of stable coins, you can actually get a very good yield on what's objectively fairly riskless, um, assuming that Curve doesn't go through a giant hack, um, which is a little tougher in most of crypto because in order to get high yields, you need to take on massive principal risk in the form of another token. Um, the tough part about how that all works is it blocks out the overwhelming majority of people who don't have giant amounts of stablecoins. Um, what Convex did was it expanded uh, almost think of like the aperture of the total amount of people who could get involved, could care, and could uh, at least have some kind of skin in the game uh, in the whole curve ecosystem and dynamic in the same way that um, if you ask Ashaport themselves, they're very much on the same page or they want uh, protocols like this to exist because uh, we can expand all of the different stakeholders that care and uh, could have skin in the game for Ashaport um, and Terra broadly, uh, which is why we talked a lot with Frax. You know, that's a perfect example of a protocol that otherwise um, may not spend as much time on Terra, but if we give them the right opportunity um, and the right way to start getting involved, um, it's sort of beneficial for everyone in the ecosystem. So, and then I, the I, second, I, in terms of the perpetuity piece, um, the what we actually do, what retrograde does with the treasury, will end up entirely being dictated by the holders of retro. Um, that lock locks will not be in perpetuity because. Astroport's smart contracts do not allow you to lock in perpetuity. So locks will be entirely up to what governance decides. So I, I think, you know, it's, it's good for the home audience here for a, re- a review of Curve and Convex. I, I get that. And there's tons of resources online to explain all that, whatever else. But, you know, what this means is that if a better retrograde comes along that's that's got a better team you know a better ui a better whatever else we're locked into retrograde okay and so this is where you know retrograde you know feels more like you know taking you know the code from ethereum and just porting it to an EVM. You've you've basically taken this model, and I my view, of, if you've seen my postings, is Ethereum was beta, okay? So I get that Convex, you know, kind of broke out the one model, but its downside from, from a user's perspective is it now has a forever situation, no matter who comes along, that is better than convex. And this is where, you know, fluidity based on, based on epic time or counter time or whatever you want to, you know, whatever you want to do, 
would be, you know, a better convex for the community. That would be my my thesis statement here. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, look, like we're that's something that we're absolutely open to, um, and we 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 love to get um, ideas from from the community on. The, you know, the two ways that we sort of address, uh, really try to address this and improve upon the convex model is first um, making sure that we heavily heavily um, incentivize and have a very deep liquidity pool. Uh, for retro astro and astro, so for folks who do want um, to kind of get their astro back um, and take it somewhere else, uh, if they don't feel like they're getting the best ROI uh, from retrograde, um, can always do so. And then the second is um, at any point, the retrograde treasury can also vote back their astro tokens. Um, the the difficult part about having it not be um, allowing holders of retro astro to be a smart contract swap back to astro is when you have the lock terms it's very difficult to implement because some of the astro will actually just be locked in astro port smart contracts for two years um or whatever their max lock um will be so in in practice it's it's a lot harder to implement but that's something that uh, we want to continue to work on and work with the community on on finding the right um, sort of solution to that. Well, again, I understand your response, but I think launching without that capability is, you know, not necessarily to, from my perspective, to the benefit of the community. Um, you know, it's like, I don't know if uh, Sefi's here. It's like, you know, once upon a time, I think Sefi and I both started with an Apple IIe. And, you know, we thought it was good. It, you know, it got us, you know, some, uh, you know, uh, wordsmithing capability and some, you know, you know, some gaming, whatever else. And, you know, eventually came this thing called the Lisa for those who aren't, who are, who are, who are ancient here. And, you know, that thing was pretty interesting. Um, but didn't really work. And eventually we got, you know, the Mac. Um, and, you know, life has improved by basically almost casting out, you know, the complete, you know, design of the past and kind of working towards, you know, the future. Now, you know, Microsoft and, you know, Dell and, you know, Samsung and whatever else would have even a different framework to discuss, you know, the evolution from the Apple IIe and that competitiveness of having, you know, multiple options, the fluidity with, you know, my my money throughout that period of time was, you know, kind of beneficial ultimately to the overall market. So anyway, again, thank you for answering the questions. It's a, it's a very good presentation. Thank you. Oh, Thanks a lot, Marty. Yep, thanks for coming up with your challenging questions, Marty. Um, anyone else in the audience? I can see we've got some big brains here. Casey yeah, wants to come back in with something. Yeah, Casey. Uh, sorry, they keep on going with all these questions. Thank you guys are doing some amazing stuff here. Um, to the extent that you studied, uh, studied curve and convex, you know, it sounds to me that like kind of the curve convex model had you know, three sources of economic value. One came from, call it curve emissions, which would be akin to like astro-related emissions. 
The second source was bribes. And the final source potentially was maybe convex emissions. And if you if you think about A, is if that's right, then and you port that to, to this, you know, how much of like, say, 100 percent pie would you imagine coming from astro emissions versus bribes versus retro uh, related emissions as, as a percentage of like call it 100 percent far? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the difficult part is those three sort of pieces of the pie that you had just laid out. Yeah. Um, will drastically um, adjust up and down depending on uh, what market conditions are. Uh, obviously, as Astroport becomes more mature, the emissions um, will sort of tail off. Um, we know that they've taken, they've studied curve, uh, like there's no tomorrow, um, and really based a lot of uh, their inspirations off that. So uh, it's safe to say we have a, a pretty clear idea of exactly um, what's going to happen there. Um, but along those same lines, uh, depending on sort of competitors, depending on um, other protocols, um, and whether or not we uh, retrograde uh, adds in governance capabilities for other protocols, um, it, it honestly would vary a lot. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think the thing that we focus a lot on is um, what does the status quo experience look like for an Astro token holder? Is the experience with retrograde definitively better? And as long as we can make that sort of uh, sort of experience um, definitively improved, both from a higher yield and anything else, um, that's sort of the the sort of north star metric that our team and uh, broader like retrograde protocol should really care about. That makes a lot of sense. Maybe though, you, you can just answer the final one, which was how much in returns. What is the emissions model for the retro? Uh, token. Yeah, yeah, we're still uh, we're still finalizing that um, on on our end, uh, and we'll we'll be releasing um, a lot more details soon via our docs. Okay, uh, but the guys. I'd say that the higher level the higher level takeaway would be the retro token supply is capped, but oh, the cool. total number of protocols and governance and tokens. Um, that retrograde will work with uh, is is not awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Thanks for coming back in, Casey. Um, we're sort of approaching nine o'clock, and usually we just sort of cut things off after about an hour or so. Would you be able to sort of let us know if there are any risks that new users of retrograde should be aware of or not? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I suppose, you know, your traditional risks of smart contracts, which we will obviously have multiple audits. So we don't, um, we're going to eliminate that risk as, as, as far as humanly or practically possible. Um, let's see, what else could you think of as a risk? So, I mean, yeah. From, yeah. Yeah, the thing that our, um, we're focused on, we take with very, very high importance and priority on is the fact that retrograde becomes purely additive to Astroport in any protocol we work with. Um, so in terms of beyond the smart contract risk that you typically get with any interacting with any protocol, um, we pretty much make that our highest, highest priority, which is why we have gone through multiple audits um, even before 
the very first implementation. Um, but beyond that, it's uh, it really comes down to Azure port risk, uh, a lot less retrograde. Awesome. Yep. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, I'm I'm kind of I don't know if torn is the right word, but I'm just confused. Like I'm so I I just think retrograde is awesome, even though I don't actually completely understand it. But just from interacting with you guys, and also your kind of sort of marketing with with your names, um, harking back to sort of eight bit computer games, and I just think that the UI is going to be so exciting to see. And I wonder if it's going to have that kind of eight bitty feel to it. I don't know. Is, is there anything you can sort of expand on regarding how the UI might look? Uh, yeah, we're um, we're gearing up just to uh, perhaps share a little bit more about that uh, imminently. So um, watch watch the Twitter account over the next uh, day or so, and uh, you might see a sneak peek. Possibly, who knows. Awesome. So following Detective Grover at Detective Grover, that's all one word, isn't it? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, that's me. And then at Retrograde Money, I believe. Yeah, that's us. So I, I guess one uh, cl- closing sort of thought here is if you're bullish on UST and you think that uh, UST is going to become the, the go-to interchain stablecoin, then you should really be bullish on uh, Astroport and everything built on top of it as sort of a, a real contender to um, shake out Ethereum DeFi and, and sort of overtake it. And who knows? You know, this is this is kind of the the ambition. You know, this has to be the ambition that, that Terra has. So you, you want to be involved in uh, directing the future of that. And um, more, more than likely, you want to be involved in, in retrograde in some capacity um, if, if you're bullish on all of this, these growth metrics and the insane, the insane uh, growth of Terra. That's yeah, a great kind of. I think uh, Sorry. like two, two ways to frame it for people who are very focused on the yield piece. Um, are, you would view retrograde as almost a levered bet on Terra alt, obviously starting with Astroport. For folks who are more interested on the governance piece, Retrograde serves as an opportunity to almost rewrite and rethink um, governance and how that's distributed amongst uh, sort of stakeholders um, in a much more fair way. Um, A lot of the times, protocols don't tend to really prioritize that as much. So a heavy, heavy supply of tokens um, just sit with the the team that started that protocol. and that's something that we care a lot about across our team and um, making sure that we get a small amount as possible and uh, the community gets the outsized um, sort of opportunity uh, to redistribute those tokens in the right way uh, rather than half of it ending up in in whales pockets or, or Alameda. Awesome. It looks like we've got one last question coming up. Is that okay for you guys to take that one? Yeah, sure thing. King, you should be coming up. Can you hear us, King? Hey, what's going on, brother? We're all good. Ready for your question here. Yeah, man. Uh, this isn't really an AMA. I'm just interested with retrograde. Since you guys are a new protocol, what have you, um, what does one have to do in order to secure a position with you guys? Say um, the applicant had proof that uh, they're one of the first users on Uniswap 
and um, we're one of the first movers on NFTs and uh, what have you. Like, um, what I'm trying to say is, um, how does one get a job in crypto? You know what I'm saying? Should they have experience and all that stuff and uh, list of documentation, all that? You know, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? That's a pretty interesting question, King. And I think um, Grover might be able to speak on that, seeing as he's recently taken the. Oh, the I, I, I know Grover. Grover knows. Um, Grover knows about me. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well. Okay. We can consider this an interview process, an an alive application slash interview. Okay. Let's well, do this, uh, bro. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, if you're looking for a job in DeFi, yeah, I mean, like you say, just just sticking your nose to your phone and, and being stuck into these these conversations and um, just following all these Twitter spaces and and being involved in in the conversation as much as possible. And to be honest, you know, as you're managing your own portfolio, you're gonna you're gonna be thinking about how you're gonna manage your cash. Uh, Anyway, so so you have a very very big incentive to figure that figure things out for yourself. Anyway, so um, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of how things have just um, fallen together, uh, and it takes a while, right? You know, you have to spend <laughs> spend quite a few hours just figuring things out. I think people tend to point at crypto and uh, users and and say, oh, you just kind of got lucky with this token. Well, uh, sometimes people do get lucky, but over time it's going to be making those good decisions and, and, and doing good research by yourself. So, I mean, that's, that's just a completely general answer, but uh, yes, I uh, hope it answers your question. Yeah. I can, I can chime on and retrograde specifically. Uh, yeah, our DMs are, are always open um, for good people. So uh, that is, that is a conversation we're always willing to have uh, the sort of things that um, end up being really big, important parts of, of the team culture uh, tend to be mainly three sort of pillars. Uh, the first is just security. Like that's one of the things that uh, no matter what, you can never compromise uh, when you're building in this kind of space. Um, the second is speed. Um, it's one of the, really one of the only real differentiators uh, in DeFi today since so much is open source, um, so much is built in public. Um, just being able to move fast uh, really makes that much of a difference. And then finally, it's resilience. Uh, we learned that um, it take a huge amount of inspiration from Redacted um, and, and the unbelievable team there. Uh, DeFi, a lot of things will change. Market conditions will go up and down. Uh, but at the end of the day, being able to mess up, make mistakes, um, and quickly bounce back uh, and continue to, um, to keep that morale with like a core team of people that you know will be building alongside you for uh, next several years um, uh, really helps sort of separate the, the strongest teams during uh, bad times. Awesome. Thank you for sharing your wisdom there. Well, we're almost at the hour mark. Just before we go, um, before we sort of thank everyone for being here and close this thing off, I thought I might just drop a little bit of alpha about the Terra Dapp Expo coming up in Austin, Texas on June 9th and 10th. Seeing as we're talking about retrograde and Astroport, at least one of these protocols is confirmed to be there. So yeah, Astroport are going to be at the Teradap Expo. Um, I won't necessarily put retrograde on the spot right this second, but food for thought, guys. 
you could come and join us. What's the weather like in Texas at that time of year? Pretty nice? Well, it's going to be warmer than it is in the UK right now. That's all I need to know. That's that's a complete certainty, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll DM. I'll DM you. Cool, cool. Sounds good. Well, thank you very much to Detective Grover and to Atari from Retrograde for sharing some alpha about their upcoming project, soon to be released. And thanks for Finn recording this space for us and for everyone being here. Um, I think we, guys, do you have any closing, closing thoughts or shall we just close it off right here? No, this, this kind of feedback is, um, has been critical to helping, helping our team um, really think through how best to, um, to build retrograde with the community first in mind. Uh, so thank you all for taking the time. Yeah, no, thanks, thanks for tuning in. And, uh, you know, as we go forwards, we really hope to see community engagement and, you know, all these great kind of analytics tools and, and things that get built on top of Convex. You know, we, we really have um, aspirations for a similar kind of ecosystem and community built on top of Retrograde. So uh, start something really cool. Awesome. Exciting times. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Retrograde AMA hosted by Orbital Command, recorded on Wednesday, March 30th, 2022. This episode of The Ether was brought to you by Glow Yield. Glow Yield is the ecosystem of Terra decentralized apps like Lotto and Creators, all powered by DeFi Yields. Glow Creators helps artists and influencers give their fans exclusive perks through membership, NFTs, and more. Glow Lotto is a prize link savings account with a weekly chance to win the big jackpot. Tickets are free and perpetual, which means there's zero chance to lose money. Be sure to follow Glow Yield on Twitter and join the Discord community to stay up to date with all the glowing projects and check them out online at glowyield.com. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. Terraspaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay. Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room. Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often in the shroom. Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio. Trying to keep it well lit, like filming a movie role. Sorting through support from your endorsements. Of course, we're tripping balls. And it reports it The latest proof ain't a way to move Change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads Living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner Finger licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute Then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Big thinking 
energy always gets the best of me when I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes. Gotta mix and match, flip the lash, letting rhythm scratch. No shit, spitting facts with my vision smash. Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash. Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch. Better let the missus know where you hit the stash. Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps. Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines. And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies. Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise. Chastised into digging holes in the back nine. The latest proof ain't a way to move. Chase a view, just a bunch of pecker heads living in a chicken coop. Picking at the dinner finger, licking like the plate is good. So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Two spaces. <laughs>